another episode of the Weekly Wrap. My name is Yolinda Schroeder, I'm the news editor of Farmers Weekly, and I will be telling you about some of the main stories that made the news this week, which is the 18 June issue. With me in the studio is Janine Ryan, managing editor of Farmers Weekly, who will be discussing some of the main articles featured in the latest issue of the magazine. Hi Janine, what is on the cover this week? Hello, Yolinda. So on the cover this week, we have a beautiful Simber bull, which was bred by Eastern Free State farmer um, Rick Dell. He runs the RTK stud near Fixburg, and Farmers Weekly spoke to him about his strategy when it comes to selecting and buying in bulls, as well as breeding bulls for the commercial farmer. Also on the cover is a story about Protea and Feinbos production, as well as a winemaker solutions to the COVID-19 crisis, um, which includes social media and online sales. Uh, we also have an article that looks at survival tips for farmers, particularly in the Karoo, to survive the drought. There's also a new study that shows how piggery wastewater can benefit soil. So back to the R2K stud. So... According to Dell, the bull is the proverbial goose that lays the golden egg. And he says the right bull is the one with the genetic abilities to produce good quality calves. So what are the most important aspects of cattle management according to Dell? So he says that the most important aspect is using breeding seasons. He says that farmers should remove bulls from the cow herd once the breeding season has ended, which allows the farmer to test the bull's fertility and to also test for sexually transmitted diseases. He also says that this allows bulls to regain condition for the coming breeding season. A bull in good condition is an asset to the herd, he says. So a bull that is too fat or too thin, for example, may not be able to keep up come the next breeding season, which could end up costing the farmer money. He also adds that farmers need to keep an eye on bulls during the mating season. So in other words, don't just put them in the cow herd and leave them there. Um, to make sure that they are performing sufficiently and those that don't perform sufficiently have to be culled from the herd. He also advises that farmers use multiple sires for breeding purposes. This is because multiple sires double or triple the chances of conception. Cows tend to break off into smaller groups in big camps, and one bull may thus struggle to get around to all of them every day. Also, if the bull falls ill and is unable to service the cows, calf numbers will obviously be reduced. Another important aspect of cattle management is the bull to cow ratio. He recommends one bull per 20 to 24 cows if the bull is younger than 24 months and one bull to 25 to 35 cows if the bull is older than 24 months. The ratio is important because having too many cows, for example, could cause injury or infertility in bulls if they are worked too strenuously. Then when it comes to buying in or selecting bulls for the herd, he says that farmers must focus on fertility, productivity, and structural soundness. As fertility is a heritable trait, farmers should only buy registered bulls with proven EBVs. The fertility of the bull's dam and grand dam are thus essential in this regard. Sounds interesting. What is the other main feature for this week? So the other main feature I want to focus on this week is the drought management feature that focuses on Brett Walker, who runs a merino sheep and angora goat farming operation near Jansenville in the Eastern Cape. 
As listeners probably know, South Africa has been in the throes of a seven-year drought, and while some regions have received good rainfall over the past year, some regions are still receiving little or no rain. Walker's Farm, unfortunately, is one of these. Since 2014, the farm has received very little rain, and Walker says 2021 has thus far been the worst, with only 17 millimeters of rain recorded on his farm. As such, Walker has had to adapt his operation in order to keep the business going. One of the first things farmers do during drought is to reduce their stock numbers. Walker also did this, but instead of selling his animals, he bought or rented additional land and formed partnerships with other producers that allowed him to keep ownership of the animals he moved off the farm. However, he did sell off his cattle herd and now only buys in cattle for backgrounding when he has excess grass. And has this helped with drought management? It certainly seems that way, for Walker at least. Um one of the strategies that he used was to also establish a sheep feedlot on his farm. So this, he says, is because it takes too long to grow lambs out on the felt when it's so dry and there's limited felt. Uh, moreover, it also moves his lambs off the felt, giving the felt time to recover when necessary and freeing up space for the ewes, which he calls the engine of the farm. The feedlot also shortens the finishing phase by up to a third and also reduces predation losses, he says. Lambs are taken off the felt and put in the feedlot when they weigh between 15 and 20 kilograms. At 33 kilograms, they are then either slaughtered or sold as wiener lambs. Walker also puts his maiden ewes through the feedlot to get them into condition for mating. As they don't eat much, he says this is not a major cost, but ensures that they are ready for breeding. There are 95 camps on the farm and the animals are regularly moved depending on the condition of the felt and the number of animals in each group. Each camp is given four to five months to recuperate before the animals are moved into the camp again. Walker says rotating the animals not only helps the felt recover, but also breaks parasite cycles, which means he spends less on treating roundworms and ticks. So while Walker says he is not as profitable as before the drought, he still manages to maintain a small profit margin, which allows him to continue farming. So now turning to news. The big news of the week was that the 2021 Nampa Harvest Day was cancelled. After the 2020 event that was to be held in May that year was also cancelled, a decision was taken to reschedule this year's Nampa to August. Dr. Dirk Streibdom, Manager of Grain Economy and Marketing, announced in the first week of June that the third wave of COVID-19 infections and the amendments to the lockdown levels under the national state of disaster left the organization with no alternative but to cancel. Hanli Muton, CEO of the Butterville Info, Tourism and Accommodation Organization, Told Farmers Weekly, the cancellation will have a severe impact on Boerteville and surrounding towns such as Klerksdorf, Potterstrom and Valkom. Thousands of visitors and exhibitors are accommodated in private homes as well as hotels and guest houses, providing a significant cash injection for the area. Nampo usually attracts more than 70,000 visitors over a four-day period. Hundreds of casual job opportunities would also be lost to the area. And although it's understandable, the cancellation is very distressing, she said. The second story of the week is um, that agricultural employment figures were the lowest since 2014. Um, this emerged in Statistics South Africa's quarterly labor first labor force survey which showed that South Africa's unemployment rate rose slightly in the first quarter of 21 
2021 to a new record high of 32.6%, up from 32.5% in the fourth quarter of 2020. About 18,000 jobs were lost in the agriculture sector during quarter one, which is a decline of 2.2% from quarter four in 2020, and an 8.4% decline year on year. According to Wandile Sishlobo, chief economist at Agbus, this was the lowest employment level since 2014, which was a drought year. Uh, I find the drop in agricultural employment quite surprising, considering the many industries that seem to be making a lot of money seem to be doing quite well at the moment. Is there any particular reason for the decline? Well, according to Wandile, the jobs seemed that were lost seem to be concentrated in the industries that were worst affected by the various regulations during the lockdown period, such as horticulture, specifically wine grapes, and the game industries. Then another alarming story was that the global container Port Performance Index report, which was released by the World Bank and IHS Market, rated South Africa's ports as the worst performing in the world. The port of Cape Town, which has been beset by problems for some time, was placed 347th on a list of 351 harbours. However, it's not the worst performing in South Africa, with Ingura, Port Elizabeth and Durban being placed 348th 349th, and 351st, respectively. According to the report, South African ports ranked lower than all the others in Africa. East Asian container ports were the most efficient in the world, with the port of Yokohama in Japan in first place, followed by King Abdullah port in Saudi Arabia. The report measures the ports on, among other aspects, the number of minutes it took to unload and load one cargo container from a ship. In Yokohama, it took an average of 1.1 minutes, whereas it took three times longer in ports in Africa. And then the last little story of the week was um, that a UK-based client of auction company Christie's bought a bottle of Grand Constance 1821 wine for a record price of 420,000 rand at the recent Cape Fine and Rare Wines auction. Do you know anything about the history of this wine? It is claimed that the wine was originally produced for Napoleon Bonaparte, but ended up, up back on the market following his death. There are only about 12 of these bottles left on the market. This bottle formed part of a lot, lot auctioned in London in the early 1980s, which was then purchased by the then Stellenbosch Farmers Winery, now known as Distel. Since then, three bottles from that lot had been stored in the tabernacle at Distel's Adam Tass production facility, and in 2019 they were recorked to pr prolong their lifespan and ensure the pristine condition of the wine. That's it for the week. Please follow us on our social media pages at Farmers Weekly SA. Until next time, keep safe and happy farming.